I remember I was talking to you about this, Liz. I think Byleth was picked and chosen as for Environ. Uh, I have uncovered some new information on finishing the Silver Snow route that <sighs> it's very difficult. I, love, uh, sorry, to... I have face cam here, so I get to see Liz just be like putting her arm and hand up on her head. Like, <sighs> <sighs> I just <sighs> dramatically. Uh... No, it's great. I love it. Don't ever stop. I have to like think really hard about it. I'm like, oh God. I, just, I don't know. That's one of my thinking gestures. <laughs> just as a reminder, this is a spoiler heavy podcast. The notes for the series that will be showing up will be in the description. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Theater Podcast. Today's episode is episode 7, Choosing Your Chosen One. And so today we're going to explore the trope and the how this is relative for or storytelling as the chosen one. And today I have a couple of guests here that you may have heard of, and they're, let's see if they can just quickly introduce themselves. And once again, I am Geek Scorpio, also known as Leo. I am Zombie Hand, uh, also known as Liz. Um, I do... Uh, a lot of work with um, Gaming Theater Presents. I am Tomato Man, and I am also known as Brandon, and I do stuff on Gaming Theater Presents as well, but I also do stuff on Yield Tomato Gaming and have a podcast monthly there, which these two fools are on. Oh, I also do stuff on Yield. I also do stuff on Yield Tomato Gaming. I do! Look, I basically, like, co-own one... I, I just help out on the other. All right. But before we get started with this episode, let's go on to the Magical Merch Booth. Hi, everyone. This is Zombie Hand. Leo, the Geek Scorpio, wanted to let you know that the Magical Merch Booth is going to be closed down for a bit as we're getting ready for a live podcast at the Gem State Gaming Convention in Boise, Idaho on Saturday, July 2nd. Gemstate Gaming Convention is Idaho's premier board game, tabletop role-playing game, and trading card game convention. Three days packed full of tabletop gaming of all kinds, with fun interactive experiences featuring local and regional artists and exhibitors, a board game library with hundreds of options to check out all weekend long, including dozens of titles you can potentially win and take home with you in their play-to-win library, guest speakers including Gaming Theater Presents, and some creative workshops. This convention will be held at 850 West Front Street, Boise, Idaho, 83702. A link to the site will be available in the description. The convention will be going from July 1st through the 3rd. You can follow Gemstate Gaming Convention on Facebook and Twitter for a full schedule of events as they're posted. If you're in the area, stop by for our live podcast on Saturday the 2nd. Thank you for listening, and now back to the show. Alright, so today's episode that we're talking about is the concept and the storytelling trope that has been around since ever, the Chosen One. Now, when we think about Chosen Ones, Chosen Ones are basically people who are chosen by destiny or have some sort of thing that tells them that they are the the chosen person, the one who has to deal with the world-changing mess that that's in there the one who has to ch- make all the changes and everything's important by this by this person um 
historically, if you want to backtrack it to like the first first chosen one, I think you can go the way all the way back to Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Tell us about Gilgamesh, Leo. So historically speaking, the very first story we actually have written down is the Epic of which is called the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's probably I think what four thousand BC E. Um, or even old, but some uh, some places even say that it's even older. But that's the first piece of writing that we actually have recovered. I honestly haven't read much into the Epic of Gilgamesh. I just know it is the first story, or the oldest one that we have. And it is written totally in stone. That's how we know about it. Is that why you wanted me here? Because you're going to go on to the stone tablet thing? No, that's for a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice segue, right? Go watch the um, Written Stone Tablets episode of Ancient Artifacts of Gaming. I'll put it in the description, but there will be a podcast about uh, stone tablets and such later down the line. Anywho, so we see The Chosen One as a repeated story. That's why it's a trope. Tropes are just basically cliches that kind of repeat themselves and go over and over and over again. And when we see these uh, cliches... When we see these chosen ones, they are picked for various different reasons. From my research, and yours, I can figure on this one. So when it comes, someone becomes the chosen one, they gain, in most cases, some kinds of, uh, there's something that makes them unique or special outside of the norm of an average person, typically. If you're ever wondering how somebody becomes a chosen one, near as I can figure, there's about six different ways that a person becomes the chosen one. In story, they have different ways for that uh, to happen. Now... We'll just go over to these six that I have. The first chosen way a person becomes a chosen one is chosen due to fate. Something, some prophecy tells uh, tells someone that this guy is going to be the guy. Yeah, like chosen by fate, like the gods or by like this particular person. Like what's a good example? Well, it's not just a, it's not just a trope of like storytelling in terms of, um, I guess, like video games and literature, but also of religion when you think about it. I mean, you've got the Messiah, the second coming, and Jesus and all of that, um, just in like Western religion. And then I'm sure there's so many, so many others that it bleeds into, all probably stemming from the same general concept of uh, Gilgamesh's chosen story. Yeah, it's a, that's... Why there's a generalized term, prophet, a religious uh, yeah. ch- uh, chosen being by a uh, religious deity to spread their word. Moses, Jesus, um, and various others. But they get picked out. Basically, you're going to be the chosen one whether you want it or not. Fate has decided that there is no one else. That's you. Um, if you want an interesting story type of example... Um, there's, you've seen, and you know, you've seen it. One of them that I think is interesting is John Connor is from the Terminator series is a chosen one. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I love Terminator too. Bring him back up. Uh, if you ever do a, um, an episode on time paradoxes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I so want to, but. Dude, Back to the Future and Terminator are like are excellent examples of how time paradoxes are things. Yeah. But a good one for that, paradoxes. Yeah. A good one that is not a good example of time paradoxes is Futurama because they always resolve their paradoxes. And even when they don't resolve their paradoxes, there's a paradox proof reason why they have it. Anyway, anyway, 
I'll save that for another day. But, yeah, so, they're chosen to fail. Actually, no, I, I'll bring that up differently as well. Fry is a chosen one. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a second, Fry and his stupid tattoo. <laughs> oh, but also against the brains. <laughs> he, he, he writes such a stupid book that they all leave. <laughs> Well, and his brain is the only one because he did the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> he's the he's the only one that can withstand the brains. Yeah, because he's his own grandfather. Yeah, so let's let's hold off on that one because there's a better example for Fry that's coming up. <laughs> Fry isn't chosen by fate, but Fry is chosen for a different reason. Uh, chosen one by fate is usually some sort of prophet or prophecy states that you're that one. John Connor becomes that because in the future he's known as the Warrior Messiah. And he sets up, and the only person who gets to travel to be from the original timeline and the current one from Terminator is John Connor. There's no one else. Um, another example for that is Ashley J. Williams from the Evil Dead series. My personal favorite reason why he's the chosen one is they literally the the Necronomicon has all these bad spells, all these cursed things, and in the back it says. It says the chosen one will defeat the uh, the evil dead, and it literally has a picture of Ash in there, and not like just a caricature. Like they drew in his his chainsaw and his shotgun and his torn up shirt exactly the way it's torn up. No, 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 not a shotgun. It's a boomstick. Boom Leo will know that better than any of us. It is a boomstick. He doesn't call it the boomstick until the army of darkness. Well, yeah, that's where it's most important, after all. He he defeats the evil dead. But so the thing is, it's, uh, which is what I love about it, is that it's a drawing of himself literally as he's standing 10 seconds before he gets his, uh, his shotgun. <laughs> it, and he just looks at the picture and just goes, nah, that can't be me. No way. <laughs> so um, another example of Chosen um, in a similar way is another Ash um, let's look at the Pokemon movies, um, particularly Pokemon the movie 2000, and thus the world will turn to ash. <sighs> I get it. Wordplay. That was what they did, and then in the dub, that's like, what are, you, what are you thinking, Ash? It's like, well, right now I'm thinking I wish my mom would name me Bob instead of Ash. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, that's <laughs> solid. Um, Homer Simpson actually was a chosen one for a little bit there. Because he gets to be the chosen one during the Stonecutters episode, and uh, a person with a very specific birthmark will be born and will uh, change the Stonecutters. Granted, he changed it because they all gave up and, ch and made a whole new club. <laughs> so dumb. Uh. <laughs> hey, he still did it. But yeah, his birthmark is, makes him that chosen one because he is that. Although the birthmark might actually be a different situation for him. Sam and Dean Winchester are both chosen because they're the only one people that can sustain the Archangel Gabriel, or sorry, the Archangel Michael and the Archangel um, Lucifer. They're their specific avatars. If, Luc if those angels hop into any other body, they burn out. Oh, and you know, I just thought of another good one that actually has ran in more than one series, or not one series, but more than one entry in the series, and that is the Luminary uh, for Dragon Quest. The Luminary? That one I haven't heard of. Although I haven't played much of Dragon Quest. It, it, it's it's the whole, you know, chosen uh, chosen warrior of, chosen savior warrior kind of mm. deal. Um, Dragon Quest uh, Eleven 
Echoes of an Elusive Age, you play as a character literally referred to as the Luminary. And I think uh, Luminary is in the subtitle, I think, for like one of them. It's Dragon Quest something, um, Luminaries of a Lost Age or something like that. Now, are they chosen by fate? Like, it's specifically you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Specifically in Eleven, um, the uh, the Luminary is born with a mark on their hand. And it's a very distinct sigil that's born onto their hand. Mm-hmm. So, Liz, you watched the new um, uh, Mortal Kombat movie with me. Mm-hmm. That movie's dope. I really liked it. And they're the chosen one because they get those abilities because they get the sigil, that mark. They get that mark. But you can get it. You get it by killing somebody else. Mm-hmm. Who ha- I mean, you get it. There had to be people who first ever got it. But then if you kill somebody who has it, um, then you get their mark. You inherit it because you bested them. Yes, yeah, so you can either inherit the power because that, or you are born with it. You just happen to have the dragon symbol that yeah, makes you one of the fighters. Because what's his bucket? The main character was born with it. Mm-hmm. The main OC. <laughs> yeah, because of Scorpion. Original OC. Oh, wait. <laughs> original character, do not steal. Yeah, original OC. So that's how you become a chosen one by fate. Fate is a weird one because basically stars align, destiny is there. Um, Hercules. Is a is a character who's chosen by is a chosen one by fate. It's not anybody gets to be Hercules. Just Hercules gets to be Hercules. Well, he's chosen by you know Zeus's dick, really. But <laughs> a lot of people were. Yeah. A lot of people were. But you know, keep it in your pants, bro. But it doesn't make uh, Hercules every time. True. <laughs> Which is why that still becomes a chosen one. Um, now that does, however, fall into a different category. So a second way somebody becomes a chosen one is when you're chosen due to luck. Now, what I mean by that is the act of being the chosen one has a specific set of guidelines to be the chosen one for in this case, but it doesn't matter who that person is, just if the guidelines are met. Is the person five foot two and have an anger issue? You're the chosen one. Yay. (laughs) Minimum requirements here. (laughs) Pulse not necessary. Yeah. This is kind of your your event of the of destiny by minimum requirements, really. <laughs> so does that make every single time you go on a ride at Disneyland destiny by accident, really? Uh, you being a chosen one because y- you meet the minimum requirements. <laughs> if they title it the chosen one, yeah, I was <laughs> I was chosen to be in this seat on this ride at this time. I mean, kinda. <laughs> 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 you are you are the chosen few except for you at far at 410 Can't, that's a high requirement on this ride the chosen one must be at least this tall <laughs> uh not to bring up uh she who shall not be named but um harry potter is actually chosen by luck um because you find out in I think the fourth book, don't quote, I haven't read the books in, I used to read them like three times a year, but (laughs) I haven't read them in ages. Wasn't he supposed to die and didn't? No, so what happened was um, there was a prophecy um, and it, like, as all prophecies are, it was vague. Um, It didn't really... (laughs) I didn't really like sorry I had to resist the urge to say like all prophecies they are bullshit they are they are bullshit um and are generally self-fulfilling if you try to avoid them but in this particular uh instance um one of Voldemort's people overheard a seer 
tell half of a prophecy. Didn't even hear the whole thing, but they heard the first half of this prophecy and were like, oh shit, we have to go tell Voldemort. Um, because this could, it, it potentially the way it sounded and what they heard, it could be, um, it could spell the end of Voldemort's like life or reign or terror, whatever. And so they, they relayed the information to him. He got half of it, but what, like what they heard was it was going to be somebody born at the end of July and it was going to be like, it was a, it was a, a young boy or a young, <laughs> it was going to be a boy born to parents of a resistance of some sort, which obviously Voldemort would assume that's the resistance against him something at the end of July. And he was like, Oh no, I know of two boys who could be born at the end of July. And I'm vastly oversimplifying this, but, um, Harry's parents. Oh, I think it's that they turn one at the end. It's not born at the end. I mean, obviously born at the end of July, but when they turn one year old. Um, and so it could be Harry or it could have been Neville Longbottom, but n nobody took Neville's parents like seriously. Um, nobody really took, I mean, they were really powerful. I can't remember. Oh God. I'm that was wrong. Sorry. Um, Wormtail uh, was like, oh, the Potters have a son who was born at the end of July um, and he's going to be one year old, you know, soon. And they were like, or he was like, okay, that must be the one. But it could also have been Neville's parents. Neville's parents, or it could have been Neville. Neville's parents had been tortured into insanity um, prior to this. It was very sad. Um, anyway, so this one is by luck because Voldemort, there were technically two children that fit the criteria of what he heard of the prophecy. And he was like, ah, it must be Harry because my, my double agent, you know, mm. gave me this information. Totally legit. Yeah. But also if he ignored this prophecy entirely, it might not have even come true because Harry, the curse bounced off of Harry and shattered Voldemort and, you know, if he just hadn't bothered with the prophecy or if he hadn't heard of it at all, it, you know, things would have been very different. Voldemort would probably just be dictator at that point. <laughs> I was say, paranoia is a very strong. Uh... Yes. Okay. So, like, there's other examples like that. Like, one of my favorite ones is, and unfortunately, they cut the the scene to explain this out of the movie. But there was a movie called uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Love that movie. Uh, in it, uh, Lopan, which is the um, the main villain of that movie, he is cursed to not have a physical body, but be al technically alive. So he has to, and he's a wiz uh, he's a ancient wizard. So he's using most of his magic to come up with his with the fact that to hold himself as a basically a hanging on corpse. Whenever you see That's him. Weird. In without uh, in his body form, quote unquote, he looks like a decrepit old man. So what happens is that when he's this decrepit old man, he um he has to use this special needle to sacrifice a woman who is uh born in China, who our parents are 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 monks, 
chipmunks and are also born with green jade green eyes. There, it, it, there's a weird portion of the movie. So essentially, he runs this criminal organization. They are human trafficking this uh, this woman from China to the United States, where he's stuck in a prison in uh, San Francisco because his temple uh, his temple is also his prison. So he built it out of a giant skyscraper. So he just had places to go. I guess if you're going to be in prison, you might as well make it the biggest one you got. So the thing is that he's this incredibly powerful wizard, but he has to make a sacrifice, this sacrifice of this person. He also has to sacrifice another person to regain his full amount of powers, though. His theory is that this theory, if you pay attention, is essentially once I get my body back, I can just practice and get my powers back eventually. You know, you never stop unlearning to be a wizard. So the thing is that he finds this, gets a, a human trafficked all the way to his uh, prison skyscraper tower thing. And at the same time, the heroes of the story happen to be with a reporter uh, with a reporter friend who also happens to have green eyes. He doesn't think anything above it, about it, but they manage to kidnap her at, at partway through the movie. Turns out, and this is the cutscene that got removed, for uh, uh, sadly, but I wish it was in there. Turns out uh, he, uh, she talks to one of, uh, one of our heroes. And explains to him, yeah, I have a soft spot in China because my parents were uh, were missionaries in Ch in China at the time when I was born. Dumb luck circumstances happens to be another person to, that he could sacrifice. Well then, <laughs> and get his abilities back. Well, it gets kind of mean at the end. He's like, all right, I gotta sacrifice one of you to the god to an ancient Chinese god. I'll keep the pretty one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like you do. Like I haven't, I haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China in so long, so I often forget mm -hmm. so much of that movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Is it Oscar worthy? Oh no, <laughs> it's a fun movie though. But yeah, so like there's two people who basically fit the minimum requirements of green eyes, parents who are either monks or missionaries, which is another type uh, version of monks, and born in China. Doesn't matter the fact that she's Irish. Hey, right, top of the morning to you. Hey, whatever. Whatever fits the criteria. Yeah, still fit. Another chosen one that I know of that I always found is uh, is an interesting one is RoboCop is a chosen one. Uh, when they set up in the movie RoboCop, when they set up the RoboCop program, after that, he goes, he literally tells you, first per officer to die, and I can shove my brain in there, they get the job. Halt, you are under arrest. <laughs> yeah, 209 is hilarious, and a puppy. If you want me with video games, Fallout. That's their way of explaining the in the first game of Fallout. Their way of explaining who the that you're uh, the chosen person to go out into the vault is. They drew straws. You got the short one. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> what are the other ways you can become a chosen one? That's the one chosen for luck. The other one, which is rare but it does come up once in a while, is chosen due to skill. You are the best of the best of the best, and no one can top you. But that's the key. No one in the, uh, can uh, to make you a chosen one by your skill. There can't be another person who can has the same skill level as you, or else it's pretty average. So, an old movie back in the eighties that I I really love and been meaning to watch again, uh, The Last Starfighter. Yeah, that's a fan favorite of a lot of people. Yeah. So in The Last Starfighter, he's called the Last Starfighter because he is, ends up becoming the last starfighter that they have. But how he gets the job of being the starfighter is he plays a um, an old an arcade game that's at his at this uh, truck stop, and he plays this arcade game which turns out to be a training simulator for uh, for the spaceships, and he's the he has the highest score basically. 
and they're abducted and recruited because he has the highest score. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, any everyone in any one of that trailer park has played that game. Just um, he just happens to be the guy with the highest score on that. So it, it's funny too that you bring up the last Starfighter because I actually. <laughs> have a friend of mine oddly enough he's the one who's doing some background art for me when he's uh done with his uh medical bs but um he he has like we both have nerded out over film um a number of Mm. times because we're both like video production folk from high school um different schools obviously but i mean that was just like our thing and i don't remember how it came up but like i think it came down to like dream remake or sequel that for you to direct and he just straight up said last starfighter i think honestly i think you just need to update the graphics on that sucker call it a win that's more or less like what he was getting as like he would do it uh, he wouldn't change a thing about um the plot or story he would just new casting mate like some uh, obviously updated casting (laughs) because it's a different era and then nino just go all in on um practical and visual effect combination So, so it would stand up to time. Still keep it as an arcade ca- console, uh, cabinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he wouldn't change any of that. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Stargate, tech, the series, uh, does it twice. Um, the first one is with Dr. Daniel Jackson. He's literally the only person who figured out that the Stargate's translations were mistranslated the entire time. Uh, but also, he's a master of something like eight or nine different languages and different ancient cultures as well. He just specializes in Egyptology. So yeah, he is the top tier dude that you want on your on your field. Um, but also in uh, Stargate SGU, they pull a last Starfighter. They literally hide a code into a, vi- into a video game and the final bot to access the final boss, you have to somehow unlock this puzzle. That's so dumb. <laughs> Fun fact on that scene, though. The scene that they used, the video captured footage that they used, is actually from uh, the MMO of Stargate that never got properly released. Um, I don't know if Commander Shepard from Bass Effect counts as one. Like, he is... uh, No, he is chosen by skill. Um, Is he? And, yes, straight up, because he he or she, I should say, is selected as the first official on-record human specter to go, like, publicly. The only person who was going to potentially get that beforehand was Anderson. And that whole thing had like had a falling out due to some. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise Anderson would have, but since Anderson, which I think was like 20 years prior to the game, there's been, and before him, there's been nobody who's, who's had the skill to become a, like to yeah become the human specter. Um also I don't think that he's ever like listed as a chosen one, but I think he fits for all intents and purposes. Um and I as I was just thinking about it it like I got really sad thinking about it the story, but um Ender from Ender's game. Oh. Um it has is one of very few people who has the skill to beat the the alien species and he doesn't realize what he's doing. Like he, they, he was very talented. Um, but because he was a third child, he was not like he had, Oh, because they were, 
they were trying, there's a, a legendary um, fighter who helped in the first like wave of these attacks named Mazer Rackham. And they wanted to get somebody who he like died. You find out later he didn't actually die, but um, spoilers. <laughs> uh, Just pushed out. No, something happened that made him unable to do it. I think it was like a morale thing, actually. I think that they said that him dying for this cause would make other people want to sign up for it, um, for the war, so they could be the next Mazer Rackham. But they were like... Wow, that's a really that's really messed up. I'm sorry. That's just so wrong. It, it's pretty messed up. Listen, the st- if you ever read the book, like I recommend... I'm about to spoil it. I still recommend you read the book because it is, it will just I'll get a used copy, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Is it on Audible? I've got like 20 I, credits. I wouldn't. What? I, I wouldn't. No, I'll tell Look, we can talk about it later. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you find out. So they were trying to, they started like picking families. I don't remember the whole story for it, but they started like picking families and such to um, try and adjust the genetic code to make people who would have similar like traits to Mazer Rackham with the intent that they would train them in their space program to become this next amazing fighter. So Ender's parents, um, they offered to do it. And the first child they had was named Peter and he was too violent. He was, he was unpredictable. He was violent. He was basically like a psychopath. (laughs) Um, They took it too far into the aggressive aggression. So they dialed it back and were like, okay, well let's try and balance this out a little bit better with your second child. And the second child was a girl named Valentine and she was too passive, not to like not submissive but she was more passive in the sense of like um she would be more better suited as a politician um type of like words were her weapon she was not the type that would engage in the type of combat that they needed so they ended up trying to balance it with ender and ender just got bullied by peter and babied by valentine and he just felt like um he wasn't doing like he just felt like nothing but then he went like they they determined that actually he was exactly what they needed so he was taken from his family sent into space where he started doing this this training program and at the end like so at first it's all just like training and whatever like just different you know, learning how to move in zero G and then learning combat maneuvers in zero G as people. And then how to, how to um, like command others and what have you. But then it started ramping up a lot and he, they were waking him up at like all hours of the night. And there was like this weird old man that was like, they made like, he was sleeping in the same room as Ender, but would just like, try and keep him on his toes by like tripping him out the door and like waking him up in the middle of the night, just trying to like, basically just never let him like have a moment but he was getting up at like at all hours with his team to do these different like training um these training things and he was so tired and then they they woke him up and they were like this is your final test um there's a lot of people here watching because we need to know if you're gonna be as good as we need you to be and so he gets in and they're like okay here's the squad, here's your people, here's their people, whatever. And he won. 
he ended up winning at the end. And when he gets out, he's like, like he's done and his people are done. And he's just like, can we please go to bed? But he gets out of the like thing that they're in that they put like, it's a simulated spaceship um, or like, like fighter ship. Um, And he gets out and all these people in the room that are watching him are just like crying because you find out that he wasn't doing a training exercise. He, the last like crazy number of tests he was doing, um, were uh were real they were actual all of it was real and he was actually like when he was commanding who he thought were his friends and his schoolmates it was actually um it was actually him commanding um other like actual people that were in actual ships out fighting in space and such so he, but he was like the only one who could do it and especially in the amount of time that they needed and so it was it's a really it's really sad especially like the effect it has on him afterwards but like even though i spoiled it like absolutely go read the book it's fantastic um mm. but yeah i think that he would be a chosen one by skill because he was one of the only ones even after other people had been bred to do what they needed him to do yeah, he still has the skill level to do it, and so he's got to be the guy in charge. Um, so those are yeah. the, are are three of the six so far: the chosen by fate, chosen by luck, chosen by skill. One that's comes up every so often, and more often than not, chosen due to circumstance. This is a weird one. Typically, what happens: the chosen one is someone who happens to be in a situation where everyone else is knocked out of play; they're not available to be used. That's why you're the chosen one. We have other people. They're not here. That you, You've got to be the guy. <laughs> so, like, uh, a big ex- explanation for that is in the Halo series, um, there's Master Chief, who is the chosen battle savior of, of the human race. But he's not the only Spartan, uh, one who's t- uh, uh, Spartan from the Spartan program, but he is the last living Spartan that's there. <laughs> um... If, uh, what is it? The Covenant has a, has a name for the Spartans, which is when you translate it to the government uh, language, they count, they call Master Chief Demon. To him, he, he's the devil. To, the, to everyone else, he's the last or the savior. But that's the thing. Master Chief is the chosen one, but that's because he's the last Spartan left alive. And I guess he wins because there's more than one Halo game. Well, I mean, it's... The the Halo so Master Chief is also technically not just circumstance, but also falls into the luck category. Um because it is technically I mean, even in, like specifically in the books, even they say that um Cortana selected him specifically because he had a trait that um she had she could notice that the others didn't, which was straight up luck. Cortana was a, the AI was able to ascertain and discern that literally luck was on his side. Yeah. <laughs> if you got luck on your side, With I the mean, shit he does. Yes, that helps a lot. Um, but <laughs> like that's one of the like. I think it is. He's not in the. He wasn't on Reach at the time. Everyone else, all the other Spartans were, when Reach got destroyed. Oh my god, is Reach the name of a ship? Is that why it's called Halo Reach? Reach is the name of a planet. It's it's um, the first, I think, uh, colonized uh, planet by humanity. Okay. 
I've never played any Halo game, so. And it's also the, it's also the first one where um, the Covenant uh, literally glassed the planet. Like they just turned the entire oh. surface to glass by like plasma beaming it. Uh, from space. Hard yikes to that. Yeah, like humanity is erased from it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Spartan is, uh, Master Chief isn't on the planet at the time when it gets glassed. Which is why he still is alive. Um, another one that's like that is uh, circumstance is Fallout 4's protagonist. You start the game by being cryogenically sealed um, with a group of family members. Circumstance plays into the tape, and your cryogenic happens to be the one that works. <laughs> the, this was a rush yeah, job. Yeah, that's true. Listen, nobody can predict the nuclear fallout. You can just be ready for it. Nobody can. But yeah, uh, there was a movie I watched back when I was younger um, called uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. So, Tales from the Crypt had two movies based that were made from the same group that did the comics way back when. Um, one of them is Demon, is called the, the Demon Knight. And the Demon Knight is a guy who basically you find out uh, through the movie that he's holding a key. Who... Uh, and he has to hang on to this key until his time of judgment, which is a giant battle, uh, is, which is a fight that's going to happen where the where stars align and demons have no choice but to try to open this door right then and there. But they only have twenty uh, one day to do it. If they don't do it by the end of that day, the locks on the um, the stars misalign uh, go out of alignment, and then they have to wait for another time for uh, time to do this. Um. So to, the key itself has no real defense. However, the first key was given to Jesus, and then he gets crucified. But before he gets crucified... I hate when that happens. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> so he gets crucified, and while he's crucified, um, he gave that key to a thief named Serdak. And the thief comes um, uh, get, uh, is told to to come back with, to Jesus while he's hanging on the cross. Well, a demon shows up to steal the key from Jesus, doesn't know Jesus has been killed off at this point, um, <laughs> and he tries to steal, uh, take the key from the thief. However, at the same time, Jesus' blood touches the demon, and it fries him. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> suck it, demon. Oh, when it fries him, he collects the blood in the, uh, into, the, into this key. But the blood and everything that's in there transfers to him, which is why he's called the Demon Knight. However, he's still mortal. He doesn't have any other ability. He just has to hang on to this key until that stars align and hopes to survive the night. And every time, and he usually dies by the end of it. The, the, the Demon Knight dies. But before they die, they have the ability to pass this along to the next person. There's a whole other mysticism. Like seven people have to be in this in uh, this area at the same time. The area has to be locked down, and it has to be on the one particular night. So he knows the signs. Uh, so the demon knight knows the signs when it's their time to to face to the end. And they also know that they're going to die at the end of this. So whoever of the last of the seven people dies, um, is still alive. They're the new demon. Knight. Hmm. That sucks. <laughs> As such. You get the promotion of your blood can burn demons. All right, maybe that doesn't suck so bad. That's a pretty dope yeah. promotion. Uh, you also have to. Uh, you also have a, a tattoo that moves around on your hand. But when it aligns, it's judgment it time. It's free tat, demon fighting blood. You know some bonuses. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm not in. 
But, uh, oh yeah, and I'll get to that later. We'll talk about uh, this. We'll talk about the, the reasons why being chosen one's cool and not cool. Um, but yeah, those are sort of the ones I know of by circumstance. There is the, another chosen one that you get, which is chosen by lineage. Um, you're the chosen one just because your daddy was the chosen one, and his daddy was the chosen one. Enjoy, you're now the chosen one. Mm, I have, I have, I have one. <laughs> maybe, maybe Liz and I have the same one. I, I'm a little ashamed of mine. <laughs> maybe so. not then. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Maybe I should. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I'll just, I'll be the disappointment. Okay. Well, um, this is one that Liz and I have been uh, not at ends with, but we are passionate about its mediocrity. Um, Final Fantasy XV's Noctis. Okay. Well, no, that's the one I was going to okay, pick. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like the, the whole... Luna and Titus, or Titus, God. Luna and Noctis are both technically chosen ones by lineage. Yeah. They're the chosen king and the oracle. This we didn't know when, like nobody knew when it was gonna happen. Um, if it was gonna be their grandparents or what, and or you know, great, great, great gazillion grandparents, and it just happened to be them. I mean, I guess you could uh... No, no, you can't. I don't know. I haven't played episode Arden because I stopped caring about that game a while ago. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I can't speak. I, I, I mean, I want to play it simply because the Versus 13 title track, the only track we know of existing is actually in that DLC because Arden's brother is uh, is named Somnus, and that's the name of the track. Oh, that's a really good track. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't... You... Yeah. And like they're they're playing it during a trailer for the for episode Arden, and you hear Arden just say "Hello, Somnus," and then it zooms out to show like a like a field where just he's out there with his weapon ready. It's like, oh, that's gonna suck. We know how this ends. Don't make yourself hurt by by playing any more of the game. <laughs> God, I I knew we like, yeah. Or that game, I know. Oh, sick burn. I played it on vanilla, so all I everything is all of my opinion is based on the way the game shipped. And here's the thing. The game should ship finished. <laughs> Listen. Well, and like the only thing that they really changed the only thing that they really changed of the base game I mean, like, of the base game itself was just they expanded on the final chapter because people got to, like, they finished the game and were like, what? Like, what happened here? And so they were like, okay, well, let's put in some extra stuff that explains it better. And so... Or the giant that's like it, loopholes where the, like, Gladio's like, peace out, guys. I'm gonna go do something else. Well, I, okay, but I mean, like, <laughs> the, 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 the vanilla base game, not the DLCs. Cause right, you know, but that's like, in the base game is he just pieces the fuck out for a bit and they never explain why. Right, but that's not the that's not what I'm <laughs> Sorry, talking about. This is part of why I don't like that game that much. No, and I 100% agree with you. We should not, we should have gotten a, I don't know, my, our opinions on DLC in a nutshell is that DLC should be an addition, not part of what should have been part of Yeah, not a plan. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So if you want something a bit more modern, um, the, the, the family from Encanto and also, oh, what's the new 
Disney Pixar movie. Isn't it yeah. Seeing, uh, Red? Seeing Red? I haven't seen either of those. But they are both um, lineage based. You, the the City Red, you get that ability just because you're born with that family. Um, in Kanto, everyone in the family gets a superpower just because they're born from this family. That's the minimum requirement for it. No, you have to not wipe your hand before you touch the door. Is that, what? Is that true? Yeah. Absolutely. If you watch Encanto, um, literally every single character that gets powers um, after they touch the whatever the fuck it was, um, they immediately go and they touch the door. But the main character wipes off her hands and then touches the door and nothing happens. I, that sounds like a blurred conspiracy theory. I just think it's... No, 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 no. Watch it. Watch it. Because all the other characters they show... They do that. Oh, no, no, no. I believe it happened. I don't think that's why she doesn't get powers. <laughs> that's exactly why. That's why. <laughs> um, it makes so much sense, though. So it's like, mm. no, that, that nope, headcanon. You can't change this. Listen, if it makes sense, who am I to take that away from you? Yeah, it, it's like how Dragon Ball Z abridged is canon. It's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's canon, though. What? <laughs> yeah, watch abridged. It's better than the main show. I've never watched Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Oh, you should. It's hilarious. Um, well, Brandon's off the deep end on this one. <laughs> I've heard. They also they also ended at the Fell Saga, which is where the entire show should have ended anyway. <laughs> I see we are coming in with some hot gossip today. Hot gossip here. Hey, you know what? When I'm when I'm feeling a little sassy, which I am. <laughs> okay, but back to the point. Um, but yeah, so they're done as lineage. Basically, they're born uh into this. I don't know where uh, Luke and Leia fall under this one. This one gets weird on for those two. I guess it depends on how you feel about if Anakin was the, was the chosen one because he was supposed to bring balance back to the Force in the sense that um, one Sith... There's only two of each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only two of each. Or if you believe he was the chosen one because he was going to... Sire. Help. Yeah, Sire, um, Luke, and Leia, and that Luke is actually the chosen one. Yeah, that's a weird one. But if Luke's the chosen one... So, it kind of depends on how it you... It could be yeah. lineage, could not? Well, and it, it, yeah, it could be lineage, but also if it's Anakin, if it really is Anakin, um, then it would be... Um, Fate. Ugh, I guess he was created by the Force or whatever. <laughs> it, it was the prophecy of Baby Slayin. <laughs> Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> Die. Um, so the last chosen one that we have, as far as a way you become a chosen one, is very literal. You are the chosen one because you are chosen to be the chosen one. If you want a good example for that, Captain America is a good example for that. Literally, they can put the formula to anybody, but he picks Cap. Uh, but he picks Steve Rogers because he's a the good guy and wants him to be the guy to to take this formula. Because he was selfless, the doctor's like, no, 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 you get the cool powers. You can, um, the powers are lost, he's the only one with those abilities, so, you know what? We'll give it to that guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Although, I guess, technically, it goes from being super soldier serum to just who gets to hold the <laughs> unrealistic, bouncy shield of slapping. No, no, see, the shield doesn't make you the chosen one, shield's just cool. I hereby say you are Captain America, but you get the shield. Yeah. Wait, what? The shield is just cool. Um, I want a light, a featherweight light <laughs> th uh, shield that I could bounce off of anything. 
and have it suck really bad when it hits the other guy in the face. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> momentum. I can't stop that. Dude, yeah, no. Captain America's weapon is just uh, like a flat pong ball. No one would ever cut ding, you ding, off ding, in traffic ding, ding. anymore. Not a one. <laughs> I remember I was talking to you about this, Liz. I think Byleth was picked and chosen as for fi- uh, Fire uh, I have uncovered some new information on finishing the Silver Snow route that <sighs> it's very difficult. I, love, uh, sorry, to... I have face cam here, so I get to see Liz just be like putting her arm and hand up on her head. Like, <sighs> <sighs> I just <sighs> dramatically. Uh... No, it's great. I love it. Don't ever stop. I have to like think really hard about. It. I'm like, oh god, I, just, I don't know. That's one of my thinking gestures. <laughs> it, I I have learned some things. Um, <laughs> um, it's a very interesting one, but technically, Byleth would be a mixture of chosen by being chosen and chosen by lineage, sort of. I it's a, it's a major it's a huge huge spoiler. So Brandon, if you are planning on playing it, I don't want to go into it. No, who's uh which which path was that? All of them. They all go it, into that? Mhm. I mean, you will learn tidbits here and there about it, but there is like by the end of whatever route you choose, you will know more about who Byleth is. Okay, well, broad strokes um, are fine. I don't care. <laughs> huh? Broad strokes are fine. Go away. Speak no, um, it, but it is a major story spoiler. Like, it is it it helps the whole story in uh, like a lot of the story makes sense at least where Violet is concerned. Like the rest of it is like political overtones and like political commentary and talking about like the different, like the kingdom versus the Alliance versus the empire and how all of them function and blah, blah, blah. So it is a whole lot of that, but where Byleth is concerned and about, about Byleth's like history and life. And there's a lot to it. And it is a major spoiler for the whole, for the story as a whole. No. Anyway, Byleth Byleth would be kind of a mixture between lineage and being chosen. It's it's a really... Yeah, sorry. It's just an interesting blend. I wouldn't know how to classify it. Okay. Okay. So, um... There was a movie that came out, it was uh, years and years ago, called The Hudsucker Proxy. Um... In it, it was a, uh, it's about this guy who becomes the head CEO of this giant company. The reason why why he gets chosen is the uh, is the members of the board get to pick who their new CEO is, but whoever gets to be that CEO gets to be in charge of the company, but also gets to take the blame because the company's failing and will just get wrecked if they, uh, uh, to, to divide it. So a guy from the mailroom comes up to the top floor to deliver this this special important letter, and they instead pick and choose him as the a as the CEO. And so that way they they want him to be to be the sucker to take to take the fall. Um, this takes place in the early fifties. Why that's important to note is that one of the things he designs is the hula hoop, which is becomes a huge craze across the United States. I mean, I guess you know. 
But yeah, he's chosen I, to do this job. Chosen, the chosen one by choice is a common thing, I guess, in reality, really, not just in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because that's actually how shit works in real life, too. Like, if you look at... Um, uh, uh, Tom Kalinske, uh, yeah. his early, early years at Mattel, he was actually chosen by the board to be CEO at one point. But, um, when they, when he, when, when he discovered that they were, um, co- they were basically debt holders to the company and were, um, charging a higher interest rate to the company to line their own pockets more, um, they pretty much found a way to undermine him from that point forward to the point of pushing him out of the company. So it, it was just a really interesting story on how they they chose him to fix shit, and he fixed shit way better than they wanted him to. <laughs> <laughs> this was his time in Mattel, wasn't it? Yeah, this was... Um, okay, this, this was before he becomes... This was before Sega, yeah. Sega, okay. Um... Uh, he's a very fun figure that Brandon like to talk about because he is a CEO. But in gaming world, he is best known for having head started E3 and having um, having been the head CEO of uh, Sega of America. He was also a part in um, establishing the ESRB, mm-hmm. uh, and um, he was also uh, the reason why the Sega Pico even exists. Um, which Pico. is oh, and he went on to later uh, create the Leapfrog, which was really neat. Um, also, I've met the guy; he's pretty chill. <laughs> but yeah, so like in real real life, we chosen ones usually only for, uh, to be a chosen one is usually chosen because of some part of importance. Um, but typically, they'll bump into either chosen because of choice, because they're the right per- person for the right job or the right person at the time, or chosen due to skill where they just happen to have the right skills on that. Or luck! Just stuff happens and you become the chosen for, for this. <laughs> so this is where things can get kind of... Like, most A lot of really cool storylines and such happen to be mixtures of the two. Um, this is what I was talking to about earlier. Remember when we mentioned Fry from Futurama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fry is the chosen one because of circumstance, as he did the nasty and the pasty. Mm-hmm. And is the only person who ever decided... Hey, let me be my... He didn't decide to be his own grandfather. It just happened. Yeah, his grandmother decided that. (laughs) It just happened. He decided to sleep with his grandmother. That's the decision making point. I love that she's like young and... Look, 20-year-old grandma was hot. Yeah, I love that when when they're doing it, like... She's like young and hot, but when she when they wake up the next morning, he she's like reading the paper. Already knitting. <laughs> Suddenly he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> she can't be my grandma. Oh no! <laughs> so funny. But he's also so that that's him due to circumstance having been given the opportunity to go in the na- do the nasty the pasty with that, but also due to I guess in this case. Due to fate, because Nibbler needs to set it up so he shows up in the future. <laughs> so that way he would be able to... And get the, the Bender QR code yeah, tattoo. Because he's... Uh, it's something I love. One of the things... Uh, one of the abilities Fry has that comes up, but you never they never explain it, is he's immune to telepathy. Because his brain doesn't work right. They, they kind of... Yeah. I mean, they explain it in the, in the <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Could have told me that. Uh, but, like... 
it comes up a lot in the in the last in the the fourth movie, Beyond the Green Yonder. Beyond the Green Yonder. Yeah. Um. But they never actually explain it in the movie at all that he has this ability and why because. You know why? Uh, well, they explained it in the series. Oh yeah, they that. explained it in the series. But yeah, so he's chosen by fate by uh, the fact that he's uh, of his genetics. They also have he also falls under the luck category. He's just all over the board. Yeah, he, I I think he's just like, dumb. <laughs> to, to an extent, he really does fall into like every category, like by circumstance, by luck, by. I mean, technically lineage, since he is his own grandfather, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he really does fall into all of them. <laughs> this is why I love Fry. <laughs> I the one of my favorite moments is in the the um beyond the Green Yarder when he meets that cult uh, in the basement. No, no, Death by Snoo Snoo. It's the best part. No, 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 no. Let me explain that. Because he's sitting there, and they're like, oh, but Cry, you're the great chosen one to defend us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done this kind of a before. Um, really, really embellish yourself more. <laughs> he's coaching other people on how to talk about him being the chosen one. Out of experience. <laughs> oh, you got to talk me up more. Other people have done this better than you. I'm not going to believe it unless you <laughs> really talk it up. I like how he makes his hand gestures to go, make it bigger, make it bigger. Decades, him, centuries, uh-huh. Eons, there you hit it. <laughs> but yeah, so Fry fits in like every category because he's wonderful that way. Good on Fry. Before we move on to the next subject on that one, real quick, um, real quick, uh, name a couple of your favorite chosen ones. Mine, um, is John Crichton from Farscape has the skill and is chosen by fate uh, to do that. Lightning Farron, uh, chosen by uh, un- l- luck and unfortunate circumstance. Of being in Final Fantasy Thirteen, hi No, I'm I finished that game. It's a fine game. Uh, the plot is very hard to follow, though. Yes, thir- thirteen. Yes, it's also thirteen does has rely hope. on you reading a lot it of it hope. rather. Than- anyway, they get this, the other two are better. Okay. It has hope. Um, we skip over it, what? It. it has hope. The oh. whiny little ten-year-old hope. No, it gets it, he he gets better. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna say, if you were 10 years old and you saw your if you and your mom or your dad neglected you by being a workaholic, and you saw your mom die in front of you when you weren't even supposed to be there, you'd also be kind of a whiny bitch <laughs> at 14 years old. I'm just putting it out there. It does a thing. Anyway, lightning was chosen by the unfortunate circumstances of kind of wrong place, wrong time. Uh she, you know, along with it, all the other protagonists that are there, except for Vanille and Fang, who were wrong place, wrong time. Who were chosen earlier at a different yeah. place, at a different yes. time. All right. Yeah, my guy, John Crichton, is basically the first person to understand how wormholes work, but also gets these uh, special beings decide is worthy enough to be able to handle uh the wormhole, uh, wormhole technology. So they put in his head, the rest of it in his head, basically filled in the blanks he already had. All right, Brandon, what about you? Favorite mixture of a... Of a uh... Also, 13-2 doesn't have hope in it. It, ha- uh, it has him older, but he's like... In a very supporting role. Yeah, and also he's just like way less, I don't know, like... Cry baby bitch. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial it back. All right. Anyway, back to your chosen pick. <laughs> yes. Um, 
it's it's a weird one because I don't want to go all like oh the obvious being like stuff we've already talked about. So I will bring up one that we haven't, uh, which I'm gonna say Marty McFly is a pretty good. Ooh yeah, first human time traveler. Um, what human? Yeah, he was he was the first human time traveler. Yeah, well I had to think for a second too, but um that he was chosen to be the first human time traveler by circumstance. Um, but then he was technically chosen by choice to uh, travel back and uh, correct some issues in the future. And then actually even he kind of created his own destiny by choosing himself outside of what he was supposed to do and ignored direction and said, screw this, I'm going to 1885. So it's, it's yeah, I mean... I think it's a fun one. I think it's a fun one. That's a good movie. Jack Ryan from Bioshock. Oh. Chosen one by 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 a lot of lineage, but also Fate, circumstance. Fate, it's sort of I mean it, it he was technically chosen because he was Andrew Ryan's son. Spoiler. How dare you? Um This is a spoiler free cast. But uh, no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to believe. Um, yeah, because because he is Andrew Ryan's son, um, and they like Andrew Ryan knew that this was going to happen, so they actually genetically modified him to be to have accelerated mm-hmm. aging, and they modified memories into his head so that he would have like a lifetime of memories that he doesn't mm-hmm. actually have. Um, and then when he got the "Would you kindly" note on the plane. He activated. <laughs> <Got> turned on. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, no, not like that. Uh, <laughs> and he went down to do what Jack Ryan mm-hmm. was meant to do. Although Atlas g- getting involved was not no. expected. Anyway, anyway, yep. uh, Jack, I think Ryan. Jack Ryan's a Um, but this is the one. chosen of many. All right, so. With this, um, there's a rare kind of thing, but it does pop up, and it's called the Chosen of Many. This is where you, uh, you are a person becomes the Chosen One, but also you're not the only Chosen One who's Chosen. So, like, a good example of what the Chosen of Many is, um, the Green Lantern Corps. You have to be chosen uh, specifically to inherit the Green Lantern ring. But once right. you have that, you're part of a whole group of Green Lanterns. You're not just the only Green Lantern that, in existence. Right, Superman is chosen by by circumstances and fate to be alive. But Green Lantern Corps is chosen by the Green Lantern Corps, and now you're part of the Green Lantern. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you're chosen by whoever it is that uh, chooses to pass the ring to you, really. Because I mean, Hal Jordan got it because it was literally just given to him, <laughs> and then suddenly now he's off training you know, with the Lantern Corps at that point. So you're chosen, and then you have to go and learn it. <laughs> you're chosen, and then you're part of the crew, of the cool kids group. What do you mean, ch- sorry, chosen of many because... So chosen of many means that they're all a, a group of people, but they're all a group that are chosen ones. Um, so like... Uh, S- the Slayers from Buffy. Yep, that's the one. When Especially at the end when she gets all the Slayers together to train them. Um, mm-hmm. because when she died, the next one activated, but then she was brought back. So then there were two slayers and then, yeah, uh, any potential slayers and then slayers that got activated, um, at the end, that was a whole 
one of many. Oh, yeah. Because only a certain group of people that get these slayers. Uh, like, every Power Power Rangers have that. Yeah, any Sentai, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider has that. Um, I, I guess... I guess it Giver would fall under the single singular because I don't think there's more than one Giver. Um, no, I don't think so. Giver of the Mac variety? No, so Giver is like a a super alien bug suit thing that I only remember because oh. David Hayter was part of the live action American Giver show that ran in 1995. He was Giver, oh. and he's a huh. solid snake, <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> Yeah, so um, those are sort of the big things. Now, before we finish this off, when you become the chosen one, that's sometimes it's great. You get some cool little bonuses with it, and but you also typically most chosen ones do not uh, do not have a great time with it. So they usually have pros and cons with themselves. Um, like our hero Philip J. Fry, biggest pro gets to show up in the future what he loves. Biggest con. He's still Philip J. Fry. He's not smart. Oh, I was going to say, has to <laughs> screw his grandmother, but I mean. No. Uh, look, the mental trauma from that, <laughs> I'm just saying. He kind of um, dealt with it. But yeah, so like. I mean, I guess an overall sweeping one, at least in a lot, not all of them, but um, there tends to be like, you get a lot of really cool powers of some sort, or you get to do cool stuff. But a lot of the times people are looking to kill you. Mm-hmm. There's an old Chinese saying that goes, uh, it's called an old Chinese curse, and it goes, may you live in interesting times. Yeah. And essentially, yeah, if you're a chosen one, you're kind of got a bunch of targets in your, uh, on your head. Yeah, I was going to say, being the chosen of anything is just really painting a giant target on it's, your back. It's like the, um, there was a, I think it was like a Tumblr post ages ago where people were like, do you ever think two anime parents have a pink-haired child and go, oh no, she's a main character. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna die. And then she goes out of her way to, like, not let it be known that she has, that that she's a main character. That (laughs) they tie her hair all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Tries to blend into the background. Sounds like Ichigo from Bleach (laughs) tried to dye his hair. They tried to make him dye his hair when he was younger, and he's like, nah. Nah, bro, I like my orange dew. <laughs> well, it looks like parents aren't going to make it to the end of this chapter. Um, <laughs> Sakura, are you... Uh, 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 what are you doing this weekend? Nobody tell Dr. Sakura. Sakura, just stay away from... Yeah. If you're like... And some people get really screwed, like um, Ash from Ar- from Army Darkness and Evil Dead, doesn't really get very much power in the way of powers. He just has a better... Yeah, he's just naturally gifted at killing deadites and doesn't get possessed as well. Like, he still loses his hand. And he gets hunted by the evil dead constantly. A little annoying. A little? Mm, yeah. Mm. A smidgen, if you will. But yeah, if you're the chosen one, you don't always get... Um, if you're chosen by skill, you usually have a lot of pressure on your back. Oh, if, you're, sort of if you're chosen in general, I would say you have an immense responsibility that is like expected of you at that point. So it's like, look, man, I don't want this kind of pressure. Can I like give it to someone else? 
Yeah. Can I can I pass it along? Can I pass the baton? Yeah, here. I'm going to pass the torch to you, Leo. Doing these podcasts, for me, it makes me the chosen one. I am the chosen by luck, though. <laughs> you are Zordon to the Power Rangers. Well, actually, I'm chosen by uh, circumstance. I'm the one who decided to do it. <laughs> Quick, find me five teenagers with attitude. I love that line so much because it's so dumb. It's so freaking dumb. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, those are the big things with the chosen ones. If you're a chosen one, uh, you might have some cool powers. You might not. But you'll almost always have problems. Because um, if not, you wouldn't be in a very interesting story, now would you? How dare you? Oh, what was it? There was a song that I listened to the other day. Zombie Hand uh, showed it to me. But it's something like when the lyrics in it is like, I have like 10,000 stories because I. Uh, oh, uh, it's it, it's a hundred bad days by AJR. And it says a hundred bad days make a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Yes, yeah, that's the one. That is a good song. I like it. It's a really good song. So any final thoughts before we, uh, we had this podcast on chosen ones? I'm personally, my final thought is surprised to figure out that. Out of every fictional character I can think of, Philip J. Fry hits every button. <laughs> yeah, he's on all of them. I mean, he just is. Listen, Futurama is just it's, it's just gold-tier television and writing and comedy and emotions. Like, you get a little bit of everything yeah, like, with Futurama. You know what? And, you know, you would almost argue chosen due to skill is not really there, but really it is because they picked him based on his uh, skills at um, Space Invaders. So I'm just saying he falls under all of them. <laughs> he falls under that one episode, but yeah, technically <laughs> he's one of the, uh, uh, the few people that falls under all of them. If you at home uh, have to know another character that could fall under them, just please send us a, a, a message on Twitter or Facebook. We're, I'm all over those, those things and would love to know because honestly, I'm up to one and I just think it's weird that it's Philip J. Fry. No, that's the way it's meant to be. <laughs> he is the best chosen one for he is all of them. So with that, I think this is basically good enough for our topic for today. The uh, next episode will be released on June 17th and it'll be a fun time for that one. So thank you all for coming to uh, this little EXP boost, and this is Gaming Theater pers- uh, Podcast. Logging out. Bye, everybody. Peace. Bye. Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game. Stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. Our cover art is by Adam Parker. You can find him at ParkerGFX on Twitter. If you want to send us some financial support to help with producing things for gaming theater, you can do so at patreon.com slash gaming theater presents. It helps us out. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.